0: Hi everyone, and welcome to Anything But Bland, where we talk about business, community, and everything in between. This is the Bland and Associates Podcast, and I'm Ashley Postaway. And I'm Kaylee Ruskowski, and we're glad to have you back this week. So today is going to be a little bit different. Yep, we're bringing back the F-word episodes. So today we're going to talk about fraud, and Kaylee has a situation or a story for us. And, I do. Um, we're really excited to bring these back. If you listened to us um, previously on Happy Hour at Bland, we did F-word epis- episodes every now and then. So um, those were really you know, well-received through people and they really like them. So we thought we'd bring them back to the second season. So, Kaylee?
1: Yeah, yep. So I will take it away and I'll just add on a little bit. So at our firm, we do have several certified fraud examiners, CFEs, who help uh, both our local, family-owned, privately-owned businesses whenever a situation might arise where there's a suspicion of something going on. This uh, certification also serves us well with our federal consulting that we do for various governmental agencies. And so we're proud of those on staff that have that certification. And with these F Word series episodes, we're really trying to just kind of open the eyes to our listeners about how easily some of these situations can happen Mm -hmm. um, when we trust the wrong people, yeah. and we'll see in today's story, uh, we always think we truly know someone, and that might not be the case, and it's just so tough to hear these stories when we're talking about these these people who have built up these businesses, and mm-hmm. it's their life savings in there, mm-hmm. their livelihood, Everything. And someone comes in, yeah, and is able to take it, so that's really where our story today is centered, is on that kind of small business aspect. And hopefully for our listeners, this just perks your ears up about, hmm, maybe I should go shore up uh, a few things to make sure maybe I am some protected. some yeah, to yeah. listen for
0: or look for when you're looking through some stuff.
1: Yes. Yep. So... Today's story comes to us from Fairfax County, Virginia, and it's recent. Uh, when I do the research for these episodes, I usually have, like, something in mind. Am I going to go for, like, really big dollar amount or oh. a certain aspect that is intriguing? And for this one, I searched 2002-2022 uh, embezzlement cases.
0: Okay.
1: And... Fortunately for me, the person that has to find the story, unfortunate for the victims of these types of crimes, I for mean, sure. there's just a million stories to choose from. Right. So uh, this story today, I think, is representative of lots of these types of cases that okay. happen. So again, Fairfax County, Virginia, and our per- perpetrator is a man named Carlos Camacho. And he works at a company called a and Investments, and They are a company that own commercial property. So they owned five commercial properties in 2022, and it is considered a small mom and pop business, and all the employees are all very close, and it's just that environment, right, right, where you really know and trust uh, your coworkers. They're like family. Yeah, exactly. Mm And so in 2022, the owners of a and Investments received notification from the bank that the bank was foreclosing on some of their properties because the loans were in default. And the owners of the company are saying. Hold up. <laughs> what loans? What, what, oh. What loans? Yes. And so what had happened is that Carlos, this trusting employee who had the owner's best interest at heart, was able to convince the owners to sign these limited power of attorney forms. And then what he did was he manipulated those forms so that he would have full power of attorney. Oh, no. So now there is no one to check Carlos's power.
0: Because he has the power.
1: Yep. And so he is the legal signatory can make the executive decision. You know, they did not realize and yeah. did not intend to uh, give him
0: that to power. Give him
1: that power. So upon investigation, it turns out that Carlos was able to take out between two and four million from the business, oh. which had to just be absolutely devastating when you think about I mean, they only own oh five gosh. commercial properties. We're not yes. talking about a company that owns a hundred commercial buildings or anything like that. Um, So I'm sure this really was uh, devastating for them. And what he did was he went to the bank and he took out loans on behalf of the business and used their properties that they owned as collateral on those loans. And so then when the cash proceeds from the loan were given to the business, Carlos said, I will take that off your hands. And then there's no one over here to pay the loans, which is why the bank then put the loans in default and said that they now were um, entitled to own the property that had served as the collateral on those loans. So Carlos ended up being indicted on 15 counts of embezzlement and four counts of forgery in May 2022. And he ended up, I think because there was just overwhelming evidence, he ended up pleading guilty to just one count of embezzlement and one count of forgery in September of 2022, which the owners were in favor of offering him the plea, and they accepted that as kind of his um, punishment for this whole thing. Uh, Part of me thinks they must have still had a soft spot. Uh, in well, their yeah, hearts for him, right. you know. I mean, someone takes two to four million from your business. Are if, you going to yeah. say, oh, "Okay, you can just plead slap on the hand guilty yeah. to one count of, of each"? The yeah. So, uh, that is what his his um, final plea was for. And this case in Fairfax County, Virginia, has been described as one of the biggest, if not the biggest, white collar fraud cases in their county. Oh man. And uh, the sentencing as of today, which is February 6th. Correct. He had not been sentenced, but it is likely that he will serve approximately nine months
0: in In prison. Oh my gosh.
1: Which I don't know, to me seems like a lot, but also not a lot. right? You know, for taking two to four million million dollars. Yes. So uh, it turns out Carlos had also embezzled some of the rental income. That the owners, you know, were entitled to when you're collecting rent from the different tenants oh my in their properties. And authorities have declined to say how we spent the money. I was going to say, like, is it for
0: a house? Are these for boats? Yes. Are they vacations? Oh, but my
1: goodness. We have an episode back in season one under mm-hmm. Happy Art Bland where we had a story about a woman in Nevada. Yes. Do you remember her?
0: The yeah, horses, right? Yes. In the house. Yes. Yes. And yep. she
1: embezzled tens of millions <gasps> Of dollars and uh, the details were very juicy about what she spent yes. all her money on. Yeah, ho- all horses. these prize-winning yes. horses and yep. a huge stable uh, to accommodate yep. all the horses. And she yep. had been very successful in all these competitions, so she had ribbons and trophies everywhere. And so when they went to seize everything, they were you know just taking the horses. <sighs> oh and, my gosh! Uh, anywho, so yeah, unfortunately we don't know no. and and. Probably Carlos needed the money and this was not the, the detective I mean just go. needs to
0: know. Like, I need to know. I like, know. Maybe when he gets sentenced, it'll come the out. The details will come yeah. out.
1: Yeah. You, you would think. Uh, or
0: maybe, do you think the owners of the company are just trying, like you said, they have a soft spot in their heart. They're not wanting to put that out there because he has a family and they feel bad, which they should. You know, like there's just right. all this. Maybe yeah. he's been so close to them so long and he just.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's messy. And I think that again, yeah, as a like a major element of the of this whole story is just um the owner still caring for this person yeah. and protecting them or allowing them a little bit of leniency. <sighs> um that's a
0: slap I, on the hand compared yes. to like what he did to his business or even the family that owned it.
1: Right. And so he uh he it took him about two to three years to accumulate all the two to four million Mm dollars of embezzlement and then you think that he'll likely be in prison less time than he was spending time committing the crime. You're right you're right. So Uh, I don't know Um, but that is the story today. Yes. Uh, Not as much details we've had on some of our prior episodes but Mm -hmm. I just felt like it was such an important um, that can
0: happen to small businesses as well as large corporations so Exactly. you never know what could happen it could happen like you said it's a mom and pa you know business and for them to experience something as harsh as that they probably never thought in a million years that it would happen to them right especially Barry. is it carlos yes that is the one that was so close to them that did it so exactly maybe yeah
1: okay so ashley yes. you represent our non-accountant Point of view. Yes, 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 point of view. So do you have any ideas about how this could have been prevented?
0: Um, Well, so we're working with Bland and, you know, in the last, what, few years, I've uh, learned more about the business and the back end and whatnot. So I think just thinking about that and seeing this ma and pa shop, I think maybe having a lawyer review stuff, you know, because Mm like the untrained eye is not trained to right. view like um documents like this mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter how big or how small small you are if you have some sort of attorney or someone in your corner that can you know at least do project by project and reviewing stuff I think that would very much have helped the situation of yeah maybe they would have caught it because obviously they signed something that said that this guy could you know run mm-hmm. all their money and take the cash flow or the rent and whatnot Yeah, so I think maybe having a lawyer. Yeah, that's a great observation.
1: That's a great observation because obviously they did trust him to some extent – full extent to allow him to have the power of attorney but you're exactly right they should have had someone who's an expert mm-hmm. in powers of attorney be involved in the process as well and be the one actually right. filing the documents and that and would it's have- not
0: like a trust thing like, I think this is like just for it's to protect the company you know like, exactly. I feel like I don't trust you but let's have somebody else with this over like you and I don't know how to write these like who did Carlos have write that did Carlos write it or did he have an attorney write exactly. it exactly like, well, we don't know
1: exactly yeah so I think that a great safeguard is as much as you trust someone, there are people who are the experts and mm-hmm. you have to protect yourself and all that you've worked
0: hard yep. for yeah.
1: in your business. And, uh, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It, you wish that you didn't have to take right. those measures and you could just trust people implicitly, but that is just not the case. And so if you are a business owner, uh, thinking through different ways to get other people involved in the process because the perpetrators of the fraud, thats they want to be the one handling everything. That way they can commit the fraud and they can also conceal yes. the fraud. So to have others involved is one good way to prevent... Dual
0: control of some sort is always a good idea. Exactly. And yep. so that
1: was going to be another recommendation that I thought of when thinking about the rental income that he was also embezzling the same... The same employee should not be the person that's actually receiving the cash. Yes. Depositing the cash into the bank and then also recording the cash in the accounting system. And we don't know that Carlos had all of those functions under his role or not, but the fact that he was able to get those receipts somehow Mm -hmm. tells me that he did have the ability to perform multiple of those functions and allowed him to get away with that. Unfortunately. Yes. So again, even when it's a small business and uh, your your finances just don't support having three employees in the accounting function or even three employees total. Uh, as a business owner, you still can participate and be involved in these different uh, accounting and transaction cycles right. and things like that as a measure of protection. So in the rental income situation, maybe Carlos had picked up the check from the tenant paying their rent, but Carlos is not allowed to deposit the funds. The owner is the only one that is able to do that. So that would be a way to segregate those duties. So just thinking through prior cases we've discussed and this case today, again, just reiterating Ashley's point and my point, it's important to have, others involved where possible as a measure of protection. And just a a closing note is you can never trust someone fully. Um, We've even seen it happen with, Family members, you know, in this situation, they probably viewed Carlos as a family member, but he was Mm -hmm. not an actual family member. We have heard of cases and situations where even family members um, will embezzle funds. So if you you are the business owner and you have the capability to build in these measures of protection. Mm -hmm. um,
0: Please do. Yeah,
1: exactly. It it will hopefully save and prevent and be a deterrent. Uh, You know, someone that may have... An incentive or a motive to commit fraud, if they know that you have these safeguards in place, right. that will hopefully deter them from thinking it's something they can pull off. Um,
0: so. so if you're any size business owner of any sort, like please take these smaller F-word episodes into account and in consideration of how you run your business or how you currently run your business. Maybe yep. this is an audit of how, oh man, that... I mean, that would never happen to me, but you think yeah. like that's what everyone else thinks. And then this does happen. So maybe it's time to, you know, maybe hire an attorney, get some sort of compliance, dual act, uh, dual control, dual control, mm-hmm. um, policies in place and, you know, write those out somewhere and hopefully you can protect your business and hopefully we can protect other businesses just by sharing this information and knowledge to everybody.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And to spin off of what Ashley said, that kind of triggered my mind, Reach out to us if you are curious as to how you can further define your accounting system to build in these different controls. We're happy to just take the phone call and and talk through what your current situation is and brainstorm with you how to build in these ways of of mitigating and deterring fraud uh, because. You do have to trust employees to a certain extent. The business yeah. owner cannot do everything. <laughs> uh, so things have to be delegated and there have to be people performing different roles. But again, it just comes down to thinking through the process and where you can build up these just measures of protection.
0: Yeah. to these walls, yeah. Yeah. Um, one last thing to that, you said to contact us. So I do put my email in the show notes. Okay, so good. if you didn't want to mm-hmm. you know, do a phone call, if you wanted to send a short email to me, I, um, I work in the marketing department. So I call myself the connector at bland. So I connected to the right person that you need to be connected to. So feel free to send me an email and I can forward it to the, um, the correct person. So you're not in limbo out there. Yeah. Um, I would be happy to do that for anybody. If you guys have any questions or anything.
1: Yeah, that's great. I do also want to give, uh, credit Where credit is due for my sources, and we will put oh, these yes. in the show notes as well. Jack Moore's reporting on WTOP News, and then the Washington Post article written by Justin Jovenal. Uh, both were very helpful in compiling the information. There was not as much information available yeah. as some of the other more notorious embezzlement schemes that we've touched on yep. in the past, but for today, uh, both of those articles provided all of the facts for me to share with you guys.
0: Well thank you Kaylee I appreciate you doing our first F Word episode this season so
1: we really like your likes
0: and reviews on our podcast you can do those on whichever app you use to listen to the podcast Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to Christina B from My Insurance for being the first person to rate and review us on our new podcast so keep it up everyone look for our posts on social media and if you share those and tag us, you'll be entered into a drawing for some awesome swag, as well as if you do rate and review us, you know, please leave those. And if your name, if we don't know who your name is, please send a DM on Instagram um, saying that you left that review so that we can contact you to give you guys' prizes.
1: Yeah. Or email her. If you're not an Instagram person, then you can email her again. Her email will be in the show notes. Correct. We just want to make sure... If you've earned the, the merch or we the want raffle, to give it out. we want to get it to you. So. Yes,
0: yes. All right. So, if you want to know more about Bland CPA, um, you can find us online at blandcpa.com or check us out on any social media avenue you can. You can also write and review us, like we told you. So, mm-hmm. with that, we truly appreciate all of our listeners. Yes. And we're glad to have you all back to listen to us on this second season of Anything But Bland. Yep. All right. Okay. So, friends, be informed, be inspired, and be awesome. Right. Bye. Bye.
1: Ahora Media Production